0: Welcome to Tay 2 Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey.
1: In our last episode, we talked about Forever Winter from Red, Taylor's version from The Vault.
0: And today, we are discussing the song, I Don't Want to Live Forever from the Fifty Shades Darker movie soundtrack. I Don't Want to Live Forever is the first track on the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack. Taylor performs it with Zayn of One Direction fame. The Fifty Shades Darker album was released on December 9th, 2016, and
1: this song was co-written by Sam Dew and Jack Antonoff.
0: (laughs) (gasps) Our guy Jack Antonoff. (laughs) This song has been played by Taylor live seven times, and most of them... Strangely, were played around the holidays in two thousand and seventeen at various jingle bashes and jingle balls. Mm. But the movie came out in two thousand sixteen.
1: But maybe it was like the song was then like released
0: as a single and then grew in
1: popularity. And
0: was it did another Fifty Shades movie come out that holiday season?
1: They usually came out around like uh, Valentine's, uh, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think it's because it was a hit. That's why she played it.
0: Uh, yeah. I guess.
1: This song was released as a single the day the album dropped, peaking at number six on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow. The music video was released on January 27th, 2017, starring both Zayn and
0: Taylor. Wow. Number six. God, yeah. I guess this song was pretty this big. This song
1: was a hit. People were talking about it. And also, she hadn't released music in a number of years yeah. at this point. So that was also a big deal. So, Devin,
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) what do you think about I Don't Want to Live Forever?
0: Well, I think this is a pretty interesting song for me to to cover, you know, because I don't know the movie at all that it was written for. I don't know the books. I mean, I do. I know the basics. I don't know what they're talking about in this song, basically. Mm. This may be the first Jack Antonoff song that I dislike. that we have covered. I wonder, I I really do wonder uh-huh. if it was just Taylor on this song. I would like it more. Her mm. verse is actually pretty good. Yeah. She sounds really great. She's got that sultry thing going on because that's what it calls for in this song. But oh my goodness, Zayn's voice is just so hard for me to listen to mm. on this song. It's Piercing and tinny. <laughs> Why does he have to sing up that octave? Why can't he sing in the regular octave that he starts in? You know, he yeah. starts off low totally. and then like he goes he goes down and whatever, but for like the entirety of the song, he's like, <laughs> like it's just so harsh. Yeah. And literally as soon as Taylor starts singing, it gets so much better. But mm. then he keeps interjecting <laughs> when she's singing, and he interjects like <laughs> like it's so bad <laughs> i do however love when she sings what is happening to me i don't want to <laughs> live she's uh, yeah it's super good like i said i just don't really get what the song is about like i understand that they're both singing about a relationship that's ended but the line i don't want to live forever because i know i'll be living in vain is super dramatic yes like that's so ridiculous but I guess that it fits the movie, right? Because the movie is ridiculous and overdramatic. Maybe. I haven't seen it, so I wouldn't know. And I can't get over Zane's voice interjecting. It's like a child is singing with a grown woman. Honestly, she's singing in her, like, low raspy voice. And it's just like, yeah, cool, I'm Taylor Swift. And, he- and then he's like, obviously, there are some singers who can sit up there. And sound amazing. Bruno Mars being one of them. And and then, uh, okay, the amount of times that they kept saying, I just want to keep calling your name (laughs) is exhausting. But that may be the point because they just keep repeating it because she hasn't come home yet. Yeah. Come home already, whoever you are. (laughs) Please. They need to stop singing this song. Gap, what do you think about it?
1: I also don't like this song. (laughs) And I definitely don't listen to it very often. I think I listen to it more prepping for this episode than I ever have in the, you know, whatever, five years since it dropped. Mm. Some things I do like about it. I really like the intro. It definitely brings you in. Mm-hmm. And then I like how that is used in the chorus with until you come back home. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Thank you yeah. for doing that because you yeah. know I couldn't. Yeah. I like the uh ohs. Okay. Yeah. I think that those are like catchy and interesting.
0: Mm. And Very so that's how the song too. starts.
1: I don't really think it's you two. I don't know. It, it does remind me of some band, but it's not you two. Mm. Uh, uh. I can't say what it is. Hopefully it'll come to me at some point, but maybe. I like that part. I gotta say, I don't necessarily dislike Zane's voice like it sounds fine but I don't like it either Mm. I much prefer his non-falsetto parts oh yeah
0: yeah you know those are so much better
1: that's probably why I like the until you come back home part
0: Mm. the best because his voice sounds better
1: there Yeah, yeah, yeah and also because that line is repeated so many times that it just does it gets grating and you're just like okay like a couple times fine but that's like that's the line and just goes over and over and over yeah i like taylor's verses too but like i don't think that they make the song go anywhere like i think the song gets nowhere and just goes in circles yeah and i think that might be the point if they're playing the characters in this relationship that is like maybe going round and round and there's not a solution and Mm both struggling or whatever. But I don't think that it makes for a good song outside of that story. The song just doesn't go anywhere. They just keep do- saying the same thing and nothing happens. There's not right. like a change. Right. And it's sh- like sh- pretty short, but it says all the same stuff over and over again. And that I just find that very frustrating. <laughs> yeah.
0: The only lines that are like different, I was looking at the lyrics, there's two lines that each of them get at the beginning of their respective verses that's like different. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And the rest of it it is like,
1: baby, baby. It says so little. Very little. And it's just interesting that this song was such a hit. Like, I know the movie was huge, so I'm sure a lot of people did. And then, like, obviously, Taylor and Zane both have huge fan bases. So I get that. I don't like this song. No. (laughs) Devin, (laughs) do you relate to the song?
0: Nope. (laughs) No, I can easily say I do not relate to this one. You know, if it has to do with anything in the actual movies, I really can't relate to it. And if I try to find some place in past relationships where this song might fit in, it doesn't. There's nothing. (laughs) The only thing that I can remotely relate to is that I, too, do not want to live forever. (laughs) I think that would be pretty boring and lonely. Oh my God. So that, I do relate to that. Okay, fair. How about you?
1: I also can't really relate to this song, but I like and relate to the lyric, I've been looking sad in all the nicest places. (laughs) I just think it's a fantastic lyric about like heartbreak. And when you're, (laughs) stop laughing at me. (laughs) When you're sad, it doesn't really matter where you are or what else you're doing. Sometimes that sadness just follows you around. And I like how it's summed up there. I think it's pretty funny. I've been looking sad in all the nicest places. Like, okay. Like, I have a good life. I go cool nice places. I still am sad and been looking sad. I think it's a great line. Okay.
0: Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Okay. You know,
1: it's like you're the kind of man who makes me sad. Yeah. It's, it's a great line.
0: Yeah, great line. I love that.
1: Yeah. As we mentioned, the I Don't Want to Live Forever music video came out on January 27th. It was directed by frequent The Weeknd collaborator, mm. Grant Singer, who shot clips for The Weeknd songs, The Hills, Can't Feel My Face, and Starboy. Oh, cool. It was shot at the St. Pancras Renaissance Hotel in London. Mm. What do you think of the music video, Devin?
0: I think, I'm going to guess here, without any gossip gabness that <laughs> I, because I don't know, that they're supposed to be representations of the two main characters, mm. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Why they're doing any of the things that they're doing in the music video is beyond me. <laughs> There's one point where Taylor's just like pouring champagne and it's just overflowing <laughs> on, on the glass, like for no reason. And then she's just walking through the hallways of this house, barely clothed. And then Zane is like in a full suit singing to no one she ends up in like the library with him and he's just pacing around the library (laughs) and then they they just start breaking everything Mm -hmm. and they they just start destroying the house (laughs) and she's like writhing on the bed in her lingerie for like no reason she's just like "Ah, baby baby i go crazy and like i okay cool and then there are people in masks there's, like, a little spook factor. There's, like... I don't remember
1: that at all. Yeah, they're,
0: they're like, in masquerade masks.
1: Where was that?
0: In uh, one of the scenes where they're in, like, I think a living room.
1: I missed that completely. Yeah. There's... So the mask thing, the masquerade thing, is something, I think, in the movie. In the movie? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I think cool. masks were a thing in the movie.
0: Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, cool. <laughs> what about you? <laughs>
1: I don't think that the video made the song any more interesting other than Zane and Taylor are just two unbelievably attractive people
0: ah, yeah. and they,
1: they look great in the video. They do. So, you know, at least seeing them sing it is better than just listening to it because they look good. Yeah. But I'm not really sure why they're smashing everything. Right. And then also like it seems like the relationship is pretty unhealthy if yeah. they feel like they need to do that. And also if like the whole I feel crazy or I go crazy. Like, yeah. if you feel that way in a relationship, like, that's not good. That's not healthy. So it no. seems like a very unhealthy, toxic relationship. Which
0: I think is the point of the movie, right?
1: No. I think that characters get married eventually. Whoa. In the third movie. Ooh, Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so... Other than they look great and so it's nice to look at them, I don't think that the video is very good.
0: No, because... But obviously
1: people did.
0: Uh, yeah, because also, like, Zane, he, his face doesn't move. He, like, he he's mouthing the words, but, mm-hmm. like, there's no emotion or anything on his face mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Taylor, on the other hand, is, like, acting like a crazy person, mm-hmm. which I think is the point. Yeah. She's, like, running around and smashing things yeah. and, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Z- Zane, no, he's and then and then that coupled with the fact that he sounds like a man-child, is just crazy. <laughs> oh my god! I don't understand how they thought that that sounded good. But, lot, but I guess a lots lot of people, people think agreed, so because
1: the song did really well. Right, so...
0: everybody, listeners, please let us know. Do you think Zane sounds good on this song?
1: I mean, Zane has a lot of fans. I know. I don't think we can hashtag Zane in this song. I feel like we're gonna oh, we're gonna his get fans. hate. It. I wonder what they're called.
0: Zanees. Zanes. Zanes.
1: Zane. No, you wouldn't be just, like, the name. I gotta say, before we get to Gossip Gab, mm. Zane was always my favorite One Directioner.
0: Really? Yeah. More so than Harry.
1: I mean, I think Harry's solo stuff has been a lot better. Like, he is now my favorite. Yeah. But at the time, like, I, I'm not always the fan of, like, the like frontman main one that everybody likes, <laughs> who, you know? who looks
0: like your husband. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, obviously, like now, but I feel like he had to mature into that when he was like had the baby fat. He didn't look at you, like you as much. Really? Yeah, it's more when you finally saw his chin come out. I see. He didn't always have the chin. Hmm. I just thought Zayn was, you know, talented. Yeah, sure. No, I mean he's he's definitely
0: talented. I mean he's obviously as big as yeah, he is for a successful. reason.
1: Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah.
0: So, I think it's just this song. He has a couple of other ones that I like.
1: Yeah, full disclosure, I have not listened to another Zane song. Mm. I'm sorry, I know I should have for this episode.
0: This is a Taylor Swift podcast, yes. okay? We are focusing on Taylor. <laughs> There's a lot
1: of content right now, and listening to Zane's songs <laughs> is just not my priority. Impossible.
0: It's impossible. <laughs> well, now we get to the segment of... Gossip Girl.
1: As we mentioned before, this song was written for the movie Fifty Shades Darker, which is the second movie in the Fifty Shades series. This song is from the perspective of the characters in the film, Anastasia, played by Dakota Johnson in the movie, and Christian Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey, played by Jamie Dornan oh, in the I movie. Oh, got it. Called it. I mean, it's not that hard Context. to figure out for a song written for a movie that has a love story. As Devin mentioned, <laughs> neither he nor I have seen this film. <laughs> Usually, when we cover songs written for films, we watch the film. But I just couldn't make us watch that film. I just I just couldn't do it. Usually, I'm like, Devin, we have to watch I refuse, the refuse.
0: I refuse to watch those movies. And
1: I don't really want to either. I've never seen any of the Fifty Shades films. I did read the first book when it came out and was on all the bestseller lists because I was interested. Mainly what I remember because it was a while ago is that Christian is a successful businessman who loves BDSM and Anastasia is younger and starting her career and they end up signing a contract regarding the rules of their intimate relationship. I know eventually they end up in some actual romantic type relationship as well. So I guess that the second movie and this song is maybe about the struggles getting there. Mm-hmm. And maybe there was times when they weren't together before they were together. And then maybe the complications of not wanting to be in a romantic relationship. Just wanting to be physical versus mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I Remember from the book that the relationship was pretty complicated and there were a lot of power imbalances. So I guess they're in some kind of like love-hate type situation. And that kind of seems reflected in this song Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to me. I do think that maybe if we knew the storyline and had seen the movie... Maybe we might like the song more understand it more in context. Yeah. I'm just not willing to watch the movie to find out. Sorry, listeners. When it's not our full research that we normally do, that won't be the case for other songs written for movies. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. This franchise just doesn't appeal to me totally fine if you're a fan of it. Oh, yeah. It just doesn't yeah. appeal to me. <laughs> no. I gave the first book a shot and yeah. like I learned enough to go, not for me. Yeah. But also, I know that Fifty Shades of Grey was originally inspired by fan fiction that the author wrote about the Twilight series online. Huh. Yeah, so she was releasing these Twilight fan fiction online that got really popular, and then she's like, I'm gonna write a book like, based on this fan fiction, and then she made the characters Anastasia and Christian. It's not really that reminiscent of Twilight in the published form, how it became. But I always think about that fact when I hear this song, Mm. because the lyric... I don't want to live forever makes a lot more sense when you're talking about vampires.
0: It does. It
1: makes a lot more
0: sense. That certainly does because they they do.
1: And also, I did read and watch all the Twilight movies and books. You know, Bella and Edward have this back and forth of her wanting to become a vampire and live forever with him versus not. And he doesn't want to turn her and there's like a whole back and forth about it. And I'm like, I feel like that's what this song is about. Yeah. So when I hear this song... I immediately think of Twilight, but it wasn't written for Twilight.
0: No. Does this pull anything from Dorian Gray?
1: I don't know anything
0: about Dorian the, Gray. The guy with the portrait, the portrait of Dorian Gray? You no, know, or...
1: I, I know that's the name. Do you know anything about it?
0: Well, I just know that he lives forever by having his portrait get older.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, like his portrait ages and he does not.
1: Fascinating.
0: It's the, yeah.
1: I don't want to live forever. That's interesting. So it's like a double meaning of the term gray.
0: Maybe. And does the listeners, does this movie have anything to do (laughs) with the portrait of Dorian Gray?
1: I feel like, I mean, obviously we don't know, so tell us. But it would be very interesting because that also makes I Don't Want to Live Forever make a lot
0: more sense. And if it doesn't?
1: Because, like, also living in vain, like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, if I guess if they're not together. But that's kind of like Edward not wanting to live forever if Bella, his love of his life, isn't there with him. Right, it's
0: traumatic. I'll be living in vain.
1: Yeah, but he also doesn't want to turn her into a vampire, so it's complicated. Right. That's what I think this song is about. Yeah. It's also about a toxic relationship yes i don't think that this relationship should be anyone's model for a relationship (laughs) like i think these books are like fun and maybe like enjoyable enticing but like i don't know if it's a healthy relationship just from my reading of the first book and then the context clues from this song you know you shouldn't be with someone that makes you want to smash every single thing in your house that's like a lot it's a lot you know It's dramatic. I mean, obviously it's fictionalized, so I guess it's dramatic because maybe people enjoy watching that, Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, continuing, Zayn invited Taylor to be part of this song through a phone call. Mm. I called her up. She'd heard the song already. She liked it. I asked her if she wanted to be on it, and she was like, yeah. Apparently, he was super impressed by her writing skills and how fast she was able to work on the song. Not a great quote, but it's about the song. That's okay. Jack Antonoff said that I Don't Want to Live Forever came together very quickly (laughs) He wrote it with Taylor and Sam Dew and produced it at home, and he said he recorded Taylor at his house. Zane sent his parts from LA. Jack says, We did it in a week, basically. I've never had something come out that quick. Maybe too quick. Maybe too quick. I don't know. I mean, the song did well, so the song is successful. Yeah. We just don't like it, and that's okay. And that's okay. In a behind-the-scenes video about her collaborator, Taylor said... I've known Zane for a really long time. I think his voice is one of those that is really rare and I think he's really special and wonderful and it's really, really amazing to get to work together. It's amazing when you get to work with people who you hang out with because the question of, will we get along, is already answered. Yeah, we'll get along. It's Zane. We hang out. It's fine. He's also incredibly talented and I feel really lucky to get to do this song that I'm really proud of with him. Oh, wow. About the video, Taylor said, the video is all about longing and pining and tension and just kind of the struggle of missing someone who you can't have or who isn't there. Wow. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I I, I guess I see it. But also, like, that longing, pining, and that struggle, like, shouldn't make you want to destroy your house. You know. I don't think anyone's saying that they want to emulate this exact Music relationship video. scenario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Devin, <laughs> what's your favorite line? And I don't wanna live forever.
0: So my favorite line is Baby Baby. I feel crazy. Because that's how I feel listening to this song.
1: <laughs> so many deadpan one liners. I can't think it's good.
0: How about you? What's your favorite line?
1: My favorite line is, wondering if I dodged a bullet or just lost the love of my life. If that's how you feel, they are not the love <laughs> of your life. I'm just saying that.
0: <laughs> Again, pretty dramatic.
1: <laughs> if <I> dodged dod- <laughs> a bullet
0: versus lost the love of my life.
1: Very different ends of the spectrum. I get it. Like, I know there are relationships that can be very toxic and dramatic. I have been parts of some of those. Mm. This is pretty drastic. Yeah. I don't actually know how the story ends up, but I'm pretty sure those two get married, so I think they probably end up together. Guys, you gotta let us know. You gotta fill us in on the the Fifty Shades of Grey lore, because... We couldn't do the research. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. And it's ultimately we're just talking about the song. Exactly. How it makes us feel.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Devin. Yeah. You're
1: going first. On oh boy. Okay. On a scale of one to ten shades of gray,
0: mm-hmm. what
1: would you give I Don't Want to Live Forever?
0: My current predicament is if I like it less than Beautiful Ghosts.
1: <laughs> Why did you rate Beautiful Ghosts? I think a two. Really?
0: I think. I don't remember. I can't remember. Maybe. But I think I rated it pretty low. I really don't like that song. I guess I'll give it a two. Okay. Keep it in line with Beautiful Ghosts. Mm -hmm. It's not a one because, like, there is some listenability to this song. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Taylor's stuff is good. I don't think I will listen to this song again (laughs) if I don't have to. How about you? (laughs) One to ten shades of gray. How much would you give this?
1: can't remember my lowest graded song it was probably three or four but i am also going to give this two shades of gray because i think it's probably my least favorite just off the top of my head yeah i just i don't really like it i I gotta say it's definitely an earworm like it's stuck in my head that Mm -hmm. part but i don't really like that it's stuck in my head so i don't think that's a good thing right so i'm probably gonna say this is my least favorite Taylor song. And it's not really a Taylor song.
0: No. But it no. is. She,
1: I mean, she helped write and sing and record it. But still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not a favorite. <laughs> Apologies <laughs> to all the I Don't Want to Live Forever yeah. stands. Look,
0: if you love this song, that's awesome. It's just like not subject matter that either of us are interested in
1: if you do love this song let us know why yeah
0: please yeah like if you've read all the books if you've seen all the movies if you stan christian gray like let us know
1: yeah i mean he's supposedly very attractive listen along with us you can check us out on instagram at tata z podcast and give us all your thoughts do you love this song do you feel the same we do? Do you fall somewhere in the middle? We want to hear it all. If you love this song, please share your thoughts with us. Because we want to learn some new things. If there's some gems that we miss Ooh. because we like don't know the subject matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know.
0: Easter eggs, that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to us right now. And if you have a moment, please give us a positive five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Woo! And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content as well as one-on-one messaging on our Patreon at patreon.com backslash T to Z podcast or the link in our bio or podcast
0: description. Woo! Patreon! We got some gasoline by Heim up in there. Some Q&As. Yeah. And thank you so much to our newest patrons, Brittany Super, Dana Meyerson, and Ashley Moore. Next episode, we're finally going to be covering All Too Well 10-Minute Version from Rad Taylor's version. From the Vault. We're doing it. We have put a lot of work into it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a good one.
1: Absolutely. Come hang with us.
0: I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been K to Z. Thanks for
1: listening. See you next time.